man what's up people it is march 25th 2021 the day is the nba trade deadline who is getting traded who's getting dealt with who has to go who has to stay what team will make the big move a title contending team team that's not contending as well who's going where who will make the right move for the franchise people i am your boy christopher J. I love the sports and it loves me back. People, my podcast, shut up and listen. And guys, what's going to happen today? I will talk about it. Who I think should go where, who should make a move, and why. Because people, the playoffs are slowly approaching. Who's going to hold that Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the year? And it starts today, the trade deadline. Whatever you need, you better go for it. Put all the chips on the line and make something happen. People, I got a couple of topics to talk about. The first topic of the day, people, is Kyle Lowry. Where will Kyle Lowry go? What team is going to make the trade? I believe the top three teams that I've been hearing about the most are the Lakers, the 76ers, and the Miami Heat. To be honest, the two best teams that makes the most sense in Chris Jay's opinion is the Philadelphia 76ers and the LA Lakers. First, Philly. Kyle Lowry, he's from Philly, born and raised. The guy has Philadelphia going through his veins. He's from there. Think about it. Him playing in front of his hometown where he grew up at and fell out with the game of basketball will be major big for the 76ers. You have Ben Simmons already. You have Joel Embiid. You have Danny Green, Seth Curry, Dwight Howard. You have Doc Rivers as the head coach and Tobias Harris. Of course, getting Kyle Lowry, you must give up something. But I believe that Philly, they want to trade Tobias Harris. They want to trade Ben Simmons, obviously, or Joel Embiid. So I believe... And they would keep the main players intact. Kyle Lowry is a great playmaker. He's a champion, a six-time All-Star. The guys play play in a ton of big games. And to be honest, that would be a great fit for Philly because we all know Ben Simmons is not a great shooter. Ben Simmons is a really good player, All-Star player. But in the playoffs comes, you can really build like kind of make Ben Simmons shoot the ball, block the lane, drive into the lane. With Kyle Lowry, he's someone who can make perimeter shots, who's a great playmaker. That can take the pressure off Ben Simmons, meaning he gets the rim more, doing what he always does, and transition, block shots, and make life easier for both players and Joel Embiid. Because in the playoffs, people, team would double team Embiid and force Ben Simmons to shoot the basketball from the perimeter. And getting a guy like Kyle Lowry, that could offset that immediately. Kyle Lowry, he will play hard in Philly, his hometown, and to win that another championship in Philly, that would be major. That would be big. The guy is averaging 17 points per game. Kyle Lowry hit the three, hit mid-range. He's, he's grit. He isn't back down from nothing. Of course, he's not the most flashiest point guard, but Kyle Lowry gets the job done. He is an all-star player, and that could help Ben Simmons out more because you know Ben Simmons just, he's, he's, I love Ben Simmons' game, but he's not complete yet. And getting someone like him can help him in the long run or immediately or even short term. 
my LA Lakers, I believe we should try to make the trade with Kyle Lowry because first off, we need, it's two question marks, people. We need another playmaker and a big that can rim protect and very athletic. Because Marcus Saul is not it. Montrez Harrell is undersized. We got rid of Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee last year. That really hurt. We should have kept at least one of those players because they helped us on the defense side of the ball. Their presence, they're seven feet. They can block shots, run the floor, dunk on people. Their presence was felt. R- right now, Mark Gasol can't defend me for crying out loud. The guy can't run, protect. The guy's old. The guy can't move. He is a shell of himself. And I don't think teams want Mark Gasol because he's not very sexy or flashy because he's old. He's not the same player. Add a Kyle Lowry to help out Dennis Schroeder. And right now, in LeBron James' absence, in AD's absence, that could help the Lakers more because you add a playmaker. You add a guy that can get his own shot. A guy that can make players better around him. And a guy that's played in a ton of big games. And then when LeBron James comes back in AD, you can start Kyle Lowry and bring Dennis Schroeder off the bench. That will increase your second unit even more. With Dennis Schroeder orchestrating that second unit, being a playmaker, being a scorer, being a player that he is, he's Dennis the menace. He is a problem. I call him that because he's a problem that could hurt help. Now, I will say this, though. If the Lakers trade up for Kyle Lowry, that means they may have to trade Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Kentucky Kyle Pope, or maybe a Montrezl Harrell. Those are the three players I think they would have to get rid of, at least two of the three. But Kyle Kuzma, he's someone... He's not consistent, so getting rid of Kyle Kuzma, I wouldn't care at all. I wouldn't lose sleep or not losing Kyle Kuzma. The guy is not consistent, and right now, we don't know right now. But it's, but I think maybe Montrez Harrell because that would make the most sense, or 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 Contavious Kyle Pope. He's a, a good spot-up shooter, made a ton of big shots last year for him in the playoffs, so he may, a team may want to trade for Contavious Kyle Pope, but those three players will probably get dealt with because Getting a guy like Kyle Lowry, you got to give up something. I know we're 35 years old, and he's he's older, but still, the guy can help us in the short term. By short term, winning a championship this year, a championship. That's all that matters at this point. We don't care who we get, as long as he's a great addition, and he helps us in the short term. Kyle Lowry, yes, I think that will make sense. The 76ers and my L.A. Lakers, we need to make a move. The Los Angeles Clippers, what would they do if they want to win a championship this year? Or even better, go to the Western Conference Finals because the Clippers, as a franchise, they have never gone to a conference championship ever. Ever. Even with a Chris Paul, a Plum Blake Griffin, a DeAndre Jordan, a J.J. Reddick, a Matt Barnes. They had some great teams in the past, but you always fell short. And to be honest, the Clippers need a playmaker, a floor general. Patrick Beverly, I love Pat Bell. I love his grit. I love his heart. He does not back down. But Patrick Beverly, in my opinion, I've been saying this for a while now, he is not a starting point guard. Pat Bev is not a great scorer. Pat Bev is not a great playmaker. Patrick Beverly, he's always hurt too. And he's 6'1". He's limited. 
trade for a Lonzo Ball, someone who is six seven, who's gotten better. I know a couple years ago when Lonzo Ball played his first NBA game, he had three points, and Patrick Beverly shut him down. He embarrassed him. But since then, Lonzo Ball is more polished. He's been in the league for a couple of years. Lonzo Ball, he's a better playmaker. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's 6'7", and his shot has gotten better. Lonzo Ball is shooting like, I believe from the, from three point percentage, like 38%. He's averaging 14 points, he averaging 5.9 assists. He is having a great year. Ball can help out. He's a pass first player. The guy's from LA, that's, that's home for him. Dude, playing for the Clippers and, and helping out Kawhi Leonard and PG because Kawhi Leonard, yes, he's a great player, Kawhi. But Kawhi Leonard, he's not a great playmaker. Kawhi is not a great playmaker. He does not make players better like to a level of a, a Chris Paul, of a LeBron James, of a James Harden, of a Steph Curry. And PG, he's not a great playmaker as well. He's a scorer. He's a two-way player. And adding a guy that can orchestrate the offense, make plays for the players around them and make them better because they need a true point guard. A true point guard who is committed to being the best playmaker and decision maker on the team. Clippers, it is all or nothing right now. Because if you guys do not win this year, when will you ever win? Think about this, people. The Clippers, you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Kawhi Leonard signed a three-year deal with a two-year opt-out because I believe if not this summer, next summer, Kawhi Leonard can be a free agent again. I believe so. So what if the Clippers don't go to the conference finals or even the finals? Kawhi could just bounce. I know Paul George signed that four or five-year extension, but players do this all the time. They'll sign a four or five-year contract and they're in a trade next year because the team's not winning. If Kawhi Leonard leaves LA, the Clippers, PG will probably bounce too. He would because he's not going to be somewhere where he's not contending for a championship. And playoff P, when you actually show up in the playoffs, but I believe, finally, hopefully, but I believe the Clippers as a team, they need to make the move on Lonzo Ball or a true point guard. You need somebody. You need something. Because George Hill is off the market. George Hill is going to the 76ers. He was traded there. That was a good addition. So the Clippers, what will we, uh, you do? What's your next move? Will you go all in on Lonzo Ball, if not Lonzo, or Kyle Lowry, or somebody, or someone you th that can run the offense? That's a playmaker. That pretty much means they may have to trade Pat Bell, but, but who cares? Pat Bell... You may have to trade Lou Williams, but is there a way you guys can keep Lou Will, keep Morris, keep y'all intact, and just get rid of Pat Bell? Maybe a, a, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, who knows? But Patrick Beverly, he I love his grit. But right now in his career, Lonzo Ball is a better basketball player. He is. Simple. Lonzo Ball, he is a really good player. I like his game, and he has a lot of swagger to his game. So I believe the Clippers, as a basketball team, they need to make something happen fast, quick, and in a hurry. Just saying. The Denver Nuggets, they added Aaron Gordon from the Orlando Magic and they added JaVale McGee from the Cavaliers. 
I believe with adding JaVale McGee, adding another big, a guy that's experienced, a three-time champion, a guy that's a run potato, a guy that plays with a lot of heart and grit every night. He always gives us all. I know he's clumsy sometimes, but JaVale McGee is a guy that you want on your team. A guy that's going to always give 100% every play, every possession. I love that about him. Eric Gordon, the guy has left Magic Kingdom. He's in a winning, a team that can contend for a championship. I believe adding someone who's 6'7", 6'8", he's very athletic, defensively, offensively, he can score points, that would be good for your team. I, I still wouldn't put them over, the, over a healthy Lakers team or a healthy Clippers team, but hold on, well, I take that back. They probably can beat the Clippers if they beat in the playoffs again, maybe, because it seems like the Clippers just... They have a curse on them, but we'll see what happens. But I like what they did, the additions they did. The Denver Nuggets are trying to, they got better as a basketball team. I don't know how much better, but they definitely improved their roster for sure. The Boston Celtics, I had a question mark too with them because even though they're going to the playoffs because they're in the East, they still underachieved so far this season. I just feel like with them having Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you have Kimba Walker, you know, you have you have Marcus Smart, you have some really good name players, but you still have underachieved. And I believe Brad Stevens on the hot seat. I believe he is because you've been there for some years now, and you guys have yet to go to the NBA Finals. You've gone to the Conference Finals, I believe, three times, but you've lost all three times. You lost to the Cavaliers. In 2018, uh, uh, you lost to, uh, last year you lost to the Miami Heat. And the, and the year before that, you lost to, I believe, someone beat you, but you're going three times. You lost every time. And it seems like to me, they're kind of backtracking, if that makes sense, because I thought they would have a higher seed or a better record right now because they've been together for some years now. But I believe that the Boston Celtics, they need to add an athletic four, a power four that can that can rim protect, block shot, and make and just his rebound really good. He, and also a guy that can give you 16, 17 points consistently. Because I like Tristan Thompson is a champion. He is he's a pretty good player. But let's be honest, people. Tristan Thompson, he can rebound the basketball great. But on the offensive end, Thompson is not a great scorer. Thompson can't score like that. He'll give you 10, 12 rebounds, but 10 points, 5 points, 6 points. We need consistency. I, they need a player that can give you 16 points, a double-double player every night. Double-double. A double-double player every night. So them maybe trying to try to buy and get a drumming may not be a bad idea if they can. I doubt that would happen, but still. They need an athletic four. They can play both sides of the court, defense and offense. And they need another shooter. They need some more shooters. You have you have some playmakers. Kimmel Walker, he's a good playmaker. I still think he's underachieved in Boston. He hasn't been a player that they thought he was. But I do think if they add another shooter and add an athletic four, that can make the Boston Celtics even better team because I believe Boston, as a basketball team, they're undersized. I think about their starting lineup and their go-to lineup, no, no, they are undersized. They need more size and more depth. That's the issue and problem. So Brad Stevens on the hot seat. 
and the gym, whatever. They need to make something happen because if they don't, they will get bounced out the second round this year, seriously. Because the East is loaded now. You have the Nets, and when KD comes back and Kyrie comes back from his vacation, I guess, they are the best team. And, and with Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, Jeff Green, they are a stacked team. And with the 76ers, when, when Embiid comes back healthy, you have Embiid. Now you add George Hill. You have Ben Simmons. You have shooters, Seth Curry, Danny Green, you got Dwight Howard, you have Tobias Harris. The 76ers right now as a roster in their team, they are better than the Boston Celtics. I believe so. And now the, the Bucks, they've been balling lately. Giannis, he's been playing like an MVP. And you have added, and you added PJ Tucker, a guy that's grit, can play defense, make shots, play in a ton of big games. So I believe that the Boston Celtics right now, as constructed, they are maybe the fourth or fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. I believe so because I would put them over none of those teams that I, that, that I just named. From the Nets, the 76ers, and the Milwaukee Bucks, I will put Boston as the fourth or fifth best team. The Miami Heat, what would they do? What would they do? Will they trade somebody, trade for Kyle Lowry? You may have to get rid of um trade for him, or will you keep your team as constructed? Because right now, I believe as constructed, the Miami Heat would not get out the second round or maybe even the first round. Depends who they face. I just think right now they're not good enough. I know last year they going to the finals in the bubble, but I don't think the Miami Heat are good enough. Um, They may try to go for Kyle Lowry, but many of them have to trade Tyler Hero or Kendrick Nunn or whoever. But I think this year or those players have not, have not, have not been enough. I like what they did last year, a great run, but right now, it's a business. You need to make a move. You know, Miami, um, you have Butler, you have Gordon Dragic, you have Bam out of Bayou. So we wanna see what's gonna happen. Will he make a trade? Uh, we don't know right now, but I think they may make a trade, but I would be shocked if they don't make one. They make teams of the same as constructed. But I just don't believe the main team that I named Need to make something happen. The Lakers, the Clippers. I, I like what Denver did. They added. Um, I believe the Boston Celtics. They added a shooter. You added a front a front mirror. Um, you added him. He's a veteran shooter. Um, and you trade him for a second round pick. So um, I believe that could have been. That's pretty good. But that does not really move the needle for me. Um, it's just pretty much the same team right now. And I, I, I don't really fear Boston right now. Even with adding another shooter, you add, add a, a more shooters and add a, an athletic four. That would be uh, to put the icing on the cake, in my opinion. Because um, it's just a free agency, people, like, you just don't know what's going to happen because so much, so many things happen. You know, so many things happen and teams trying to get better to win a championship. And that's, the, that's just the key. That's the key ingredients um, and everything. With everything that's happening around the NBA, around who's going where and who needs to make something happen. The Magic trade Williams to the Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr. and two first-round picks. I think that was a pretty good. Um, I just believe some stuff that hopefully the team today that needs to make something happen do not drop the ball. 
You know, it's always about making that right decision for the team because because the trade market is not many players that I feel like they should be traded, but the main players that need do something, the team that should do something need, need to. Kyle Lowry, Lonzo Ball, you know, hopefully in the buyout market, Drummond, you know, a go to a Lakers or some team that's contending. And it's just very interesting to see what's going to happen today by three o'clock, who's going to where. Because there already been a ton of moves. There are a ton of talks. People, so today on my podcast, I'm going to go for a round two. Because whenever breaking news happens, we must know about it. Because right now, it's just so interesting what's going to happen by today. And I'm excited as the sports got to be talking about it to my fans, to my people. Because people, I love those sports and it loves me back. You know, so it's just what's going to happen, who's going where. And people, what do you think who should go where? Because I believe if Lonzo goes to the Clippers, that will make them a whole lot better. If the Lakers add a big and add a playmaker, that can make them even even more lethal. I, seriously, um, I believe that uh, the Portland Trailblazers they have made a trade. Um, they made I believe if they get some players, more players, they're the most dangerous team I believe in the in the. NBA could be because with Damian Lillard playing like an MVP and the things he's able to do as just as Dame Dollar, who's just that bad man that he is, the guy is a top five MVP candidate in my opinion. And they just added power from the Raptors. That makes them better offensively and defensively. He's an experienced player. He played in a ton of big games. So adding him would be is great for the team as an as a whole, and like I like what Philly did. Philly made the right decision, adding another playmaker on that roster because Ben Simmons, he's a great playmaker, but he has an ability to make shots from the perimeter. We've all know that and see that. LA made something happen, both teams in LA. I'm hoping that some it's some good news today, people. People, I'm your boy, Christopher J. I love the sports and it loves me back. I bring the heat every take, every segment. People do three things for me today. First, subscribe to the podcast. Second, tell a friend, tell your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Third thing, people, be great. Set goals, chase your dreams, and always put that work in. Be consistent because the grind does never stop. The grind stops the day you die. And when you die, will you leave a legacy? What do you leave for your kids, your nieces, your nephews, people? I love y'all. I'm out. Peace.